All right. Oh, hi, everybody. Hey. Welcome back to It's Time to Lean. Episode two. So exciting. We're getting this done. We're getting it done. We uh, made some plans and we're here. We're showing up. Yes. And last time we talked a little bit about, you know, nightmare customers. Yeah. Went down the Karen rabbit hole. And in our after show, we learned a new word. Smarmy. <laughs> Smarmy. It's my new favorite word. Yeah. So you never know. Might show up again today. Well, finding opportunities to say smarmy. Yes. Taking that energy into this week. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And being able to call somebody a horrid little man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's not that hard to find those opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to see how it goes. And, you know, we'll report back if we get to use those. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about toxic coworkers. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can meet the best of friends at work. I mean, we met each other at work, which... You know, and I've met so many lovely, lovely people at work, and I've met some that I just hope that I never have to see again. Yeah, or not meet in an alley. (laughs) (laughs) I might be like, you're a horrid little man. (laughs) You little smarmy. (laughs) Yeah, or as we would say, they're wieners. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's who they are. Yep. Wieners out there everywhere. So can you think of a time that you had a toxic coworker? Oh, I feel like just every job has that, at least that one person or sometimes that like little click of, you know, it's like we're in high school again. Um, but yeah, I've had some toxic coworkers and I find that in like the service industry, that's where they pop up the most. I mean, when you're in a high performing role and you're an individual contributor or a salesperson, you're really hustling and you're really focused on your goals. That doesn't happen as often. I mean, there's the competitive streak and the competitiveness, but that like real toxic mean girls situation often happens. Um, or at least for me was like when I was serving. Okay. Like many, many years ago in a restaurant and you know, people trying to sabotage, like your tables and like, um, like prioritizing their food orders and just stuff like that. Um, you know, and especially I've always been like really focused on, you know, I'm here to get it done. Like I'm here for a purpose. Um, and you know, those people just like think it's fun and games or just really trying to sabotage you. Yeah. And I think there's always those people who just, they're, they're so caught up in work that it becomes all consuming. So that's Mm -hmm. where they find their gossip. They try to throw people under the bus. Yeah. I remember, and I've been pretty blessed like to have, um, you know, so many great people that I've worked with and really had positive experiences in, in most of my positions. But I, I remember one that as we were just kind of talking about that, that really pops up. And it was, you know, in one of my previous roles, I would, I moved around 
Like, and that's been like my whole life. I don't stay longer than a couple of years, not necessarily from companies, but sometimes it's moving to different positions or different, you know, locations. Yeah. Moving that, on up. Yeah. Like that was just kind of expected. And so I was moving out of one location to another and they brought in a new manager and I was in a pro- high performing location. Like things were pretty good when I left, but things are never perfect. I've, I'll never claim to be a perfect manager or perfect employee because I've got my faults just like everyone else, but things were pretty good. But as soon as this person like got into that location, they just started to tear down everything and started trying to like talk to staff and other managers about all the things that I didn't do right. And, you know, it kind of bugged some of the other managers in the area because they're like, wait a second, like, that's not cool. This is somebody who's still in like the company and we know that did the best that they could. And so they felt the need to like stand up from it mm-hmm. a little bit. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is not fair. It turned out like this person almost wanted to break things down. So it looked like they were more of a hero. Mm-hmm. So like that whole like, oh, it's such a disaster. Yeah. And so that they could be like, look at how much better I made it. Yeah. Come on. But luckily people saw through it and they're like, no, not, not okay. Not okay. This is still somebody who is still a coworker and also just not really cool. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I'm sure it didn't really resonate with people that knew. Yeah you and like knew the situation and I think when there is um really good like track record it it's hard to penetrate through that because if people know you and you have a reputation but it still feels horrible yeah it's still I was like and of course I got nervous and I'm like you know because like I said of course there's things that I could do better but it's not, you know, it doesn't feel good when all of a sudden somebody's like airing what they're claiming, all the things you did wrong. Yeah. And, you know, luckily I had people that stick out for me. And luckily I also knew that I did a pretty good job. Yeah. And it's that kind of mentality of like you have to push others down to yes. to rise up. Yes. And that's just never a good recipe. No. Empowered women empower women. Yeah. Or other people. It yeah. doesn't, it's not just women. It's about empowering the people you are because we can cheer for each other. But I mean, that person didn't last long. They, <laughs> they shortly left the company or were removed from the company. I'm not sure. Um, but it wasn't a good fit. And that was a toxic trait showing up right away that like just the, jumping in and criticizing somebody else's work like that already is like a red flag for luckily for other people. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't need people like that yep. in your circle. Yep. So you want to hear a story? Yeah, I do want to hear a story. All right. So this one is from Reddit and it is advice needed. So Karen coworker is driving me crazy. <laughs> So I have a passive aggressive coworker who is decades older than me and is a supervisor. I'm a standard retail grunt. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Retail people are awesome. A few days ago, we got into an argument and I rolled my eyes at her. Today, I walk into the department and Karen loudly tells another coworker, 
how if one more person rolls their eyes at me, I'll quit. About 10 minutes later, she calls me over to run an errand for her because a customer needed something. Usually I'm okay with running errands um, because I can walk around pretty freely and my desk and the desk associates have to be at their desk for customers. But this Karen is known for being passive aggressive, for getting particularly upset and taking it out on her coworkers and for picking on me in particular because I stand up to her and I don't like her attitude. How do I avoid running errands for her and how do I respond to her requests or orders? My manager tells me to ignore Karen's attitude because she's reliable in a stressful department. So what do you think? I mean, reliability doesn't mean shit if there's a horrible culture and if people, if you make people feel like shit all the time. So, I mean, okay. So like, what are the quote unquote facts? She's reliable in a difficult department, but if she is um, messing with the culture and if she's making people feel um, like not valued, then there should be no place for people like that. Yeah. Well, and I think that like a couple of things here, you know, this person has a supervisor position. And so she did make the comment, like, if one more person rolls her eyes at me. And it's just inappropriate. The OP like, did roll her eyes at her. So who knows if it's, you know, just if there is a personal vendetta. But it almost feels like there is punishment for something yeah. that the person did. Instead of just being like, whoa. Yeah, let's have a conversation. Yeah. But that that's sort of passive aggressive. It's just like classic people acting the way they would act at home. Yeah. Like in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do that to your friends and family. I mean, if they allow it, but you cannot be in a in a supervisor role and even say those things out loud. Like your opinion. And if somebody rolling their eyes at you bothers you, ad- address it. Yeah. Like you should be addressing that. Yep. Like it, I mean, I'm not saying that the, like that's not okay behavior. Um, but also, you know, look intrinsically, if people are rolling their eyes at you, it's probably because they don't trust you. They don't respect you. Yep. Um, and so why, why don't they trust you? Why don't they respect you? Are you leading by example? Are you being kind? Are you providing good feedback? Are you consistent? Because if people knew what their job was and they felt good and the culture was good and they felt safe, like they wouldn't be rolling their eyes at you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it happens if you've just gotten into like an argument. Well, one, like what kind of arguments are you getting into? But two, like if that is happening as a supervisor, you should be letting it cool down and then readjust, like re going back to that employee and just saying like, you know what? Like, I don't love how that went down. What is going on for you or what is, you know, like what upset you, what caused that to happen. And also like, we should be able to talk about this instead of you just rolling your eyes and walking away. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that the onus should be on the employee well, I'm saying be... that that's what the supervisor should oh, be Oh, okay, doing. got it. Yes, totally agree. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, you know, you should be having those conversations. If 
if you're giving someone a like a direct order to do something that is within their job description and they don't want to do it like that's a conversation yeah like hey i noticed that um what we just spoke about uh, like affected you um would you like to share yeah. what's going on like is there something in my like was something unclear is it my communication style hey how would you like to receive your feedback hey what would be like the best way for us to communicate have those conversations and we know realistically <laughs> that that doesn't happen enough no. in retail or in leadership roles in you know kind of you know, positions where people are put into these supervisor positions, but they're not necessarily trained as leaders. Yeah, they're not equipped with the right tools yeah. to have those conversations. But but you can't, it cannot be like kindergarten at work. No, no. And additionally, if you're a supervisor and you have a problem with somebody who is a direct report to you um, and you start making passive aggressive comments instead of actually calling them out, you are creating a toxic work environment. Yeah. You are the toxic coworker. And if you start penalizing them by giving them all the shit work to do, that again is toxic. Yeah. And could be seen as like retaliation or creating a hostile work environment or even like bullying you know, that could go a whole lot of different ways. So it's, it's not a good place to be. No, no, definitely not. So I think that like, what do you do about it? So she told the manager and the manager just tells them to ignore Karen's attitude. I There's, well, first of all, that is not an acceptable answer, mm-hmm. but if I were giving this employee my opinion, I would say it doesn't sound like they're open to to changing the current environment. So I think it's time to look for something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you or I mean, you could go the opposite direction, which I would like love and cheer you on. But like you could... I mean, you could make a big noise. You could make a stink about it. You could go all the way. You could email the CEO. You could like blow that shit up, but be prepared for the consequences. I mean, that probably means let's be real. Like you're going to be marked as not promotable as a difficult employee, but you could go to HR. You could air your grievances. Um, but from my experience, that's not going to end well for you. Um, so I would say, you know, the path of least resistance is if you're good at what you do, go go somewhere where you're appreciated. Go find like that company and that culture where you'll thrive mm-hmm. and where you'll you'll enjoy going to work and you won't have to deal with this supervisor who, you know, is toxic. Yeah. I mean, if, if management is sticking up for people who are bringing this toxic attitude, then it's not going to change. It's really hard to make change in that kind of environment. You really have to go above that. And that takes that. I mean, you need to be prepared for what comes with that. So, and not everybody is down for that. Like, you know, if you 
are doing a job to collect a paycheck and you just want to like have a good working environment, um, you're probably not going to want to make waves and upset the apple cart and, you know, do all kinds of formal complaints and, you know, like a whole, a whole thing. I mean, you could do that. People do do that, but you're probably better off saving your energy, start submitting applications, start interviewing, research companies that you admire, research companies where you'd like to work, you know, work on your resume, work on your LinkedIn profile and showcase your skills and get out there, like leave them. They're not, they're not worth it. Can I rewind for a second? Yeah. Did you say upset the apple cart? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Don't upset the apple cart. The apples are going to overflow. And get bruised. And get bruised. (laughs) Nobody wants that. Who wants bruised apples? (laughs) You're in the shit if you're bruising the apples. (laughs) That was adorable. (laughs) Uh. All right. You ready for another story? Yes. Okay. All right. So here we are. I work for a company in a fast-paced environment. Oh, I love how that's like code word for working yourself to death. (laughs) Yeah, the whole fast-paced environment is always a funny one. And it's so overused that it doesn't even mean anything. I know, it doesn't mean anything. It's like every company is wants to be or is or wants to be fast-paced. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's like code word for... We only want people that will like work at 200% and pay them at 50%. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It can be like a small little like shop in the quietest mall in the world. And they'll be like, fast paced environment. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Act like you own your own business. Yeah. Be, be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But give us all the money. Yeah. Where's my entrepreneur money? Not that all entrepreneurs make that much money. <laughs> I mean, there is that. Yes. Anyway, yes. fast paced environment. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. So, um, so a manager hired a girl who is his family friend about a year ago. This girl is very attractive and very toxic at the same time. She flirts and then in brackets, <laughs> none of my business and gossips all the time. And if somebody does not give her what she wants, she complains to the manager Since this manager, who has been in the company for many years, has a brain in his pants. Oh, my God. He starts acting angry towards the people she complains about without even hearing their stories. Recently, I was assigned to a project to work with this this entitled person, and she did not do any single, single thing about it. Sorry, I'm reading it word for word, and then it I want to say something different, and then it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) um so each time i asked her to help with a part of the project she did not do it and at the end of the day i was blamed for shortcomings and she was praised for what she had done what should i do right now i cannot change the job the company is not that small about 2,000 employees um around the u.s but hr is almost dysfunctional i guess what can i do 
I have some damning texts from her bullying other coworkers and some witnesses where she said she wants to punch a coworker. They might or might not report her. Well, if, oh, okay. There's a lot here. So I think if there is, if you have evidence in your hand that somebody is bullying in a workplace environment, I think that you have a responsibility to speak up about that. And if your HR department is dysfunctional or incompetent, okay, fine. But you have to start there. And, and then there are, it, it is, I, this sounds like it's in the U S maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are, I don't know exactly what they are, but there are, um, like regulatory bodies and like all kinds of places that you can go to report this kind of behavior. Um, so I think that that has to be bullying in the workplace is not okay. So like the whole toxic thing aside, that's like a huge red flag. And if, I mean, I have personally terminated people with like text message information and proof. Like you don't need much more than that. Like, you know, obviously after investigations and stuff like that. But I have also like worked on teams where people have been terminated for that kind of thing. Um, that's enough. Mm-hmm. that's enough you don't you know if it can if you have that that's enough so well and I think that you know like even to unpack it for a bit you know it's important that you are reporting it and report it via email yes have it in writing yeah you do not want to do and you know what smart HR people that work for the company are always going to try and get you on the phone. They're going to want to discuss things over the phone um, so that there's no paper trail. And it sounds like this HR department is incompetent in their words, in their own words. Um, so they they might try and pull that tactic. Like, oh, like, uh, like let, let's schedule a call or, hey, I'll talk to you over the phone or let's set up a Zoom meeting or whatever you want to, you want to get those in writing. It's a good point. Yeah. And even if you do like initially, here's my, here's what I have. Here's my complaint. Um, especially if, I mean, if she has talked about, you know, wanting to punch somebody or, you know, if there is, you know, it's hard, it like, there's a line that goes into bullying, punching somebody is, you know, bullying, like whatever these texts are, write it down, send it an email. If they then want to talk on the phone, Talk on the phone and then write it out Send what an you email discussed. recap. Send yep. an email recap. So important, especially if you're worried about retaliation, because it sounds like when this person complains about somebody, they get retaliated against without mm-hmm. even getting to talk about their side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not okay. Yeah. And it, like even in even like 2000 employees is not that small. And you might just want to look into um, whether your company has, most companies of that size or bigger have anonymous ways of, of reporting things, um, like, you know, some sort of um, third party, like phone number or um, website or something. So 
you know, you should always check. And they don't necessarily want people to know that. They just want to be able to say that they have it. Yeah. Um, so you might not know about it, but like look on your intranet, ask your HR person, um, you know, look in your company policies and your benefits and stuff and see if that information is somewhere. But most companies for compliance reasons do need to have something like that set up, especially at a certain size. So I would say look into that too. Yeah. Because if you're afraid of, you know, your job or it sounds like you can't leave that job for whatever reason. I don't know why why you you can't leave your job and if that is if there's like a concrete something there or if that is like a limiting belief or you just don't have the confidence or you think that this is as good as it gets because it's not there are bigger better things out there for you um and if you're working for a company with 2000 people i mean that you're probably not in like a super rural small town you know, you're probably somewhere where there are other employers around. And in this day and age, like you can, there's so many remote work opportunities. There's so many ways to get certified in like different things online that like in the tech industry, there's, there's so many different things that you could do. Um, if you put some, you know, if you just put like a few hours into it. So if it's a bad company, if you don't feel comfortable, get out. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think that there, there are different situations everywhere. And, you know, it could be that this person needs just to be given some strict guidelines and to have the coaching conversation and maybe they can improve. Um, But in the meantime, like, look at, look and see what else is out there. Yeah. Get out of there. But again, if you like when when you know better you need to do better and if you have something like bullying you got to you you got to hand that over yeah yeah because that might not just be affecting you but affecting other people too i think another thing that comes up in here is the whole i am doing the work and then this person isn't chipping in. So like, you know, there's always the, like, when you think back to school, group projects can be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, especially if you're the like type A, like, yeah, person who like wants to do the best and like, it can be hard if other people aren't putting in as much work as you are yeah and that can happen in the workplace too where you have to do a project together and the other person's just not kind of um pulling their their own weight I guess and you know I saw this I saw this trick I don't know this like thing a little hack little hack um where this this woman was always doing all of the work on these like PowerPoints and presenting and getting it all ready. And the boss would take all the credit. So in the presentations that they would download, it had her watermark on every page Ah. so that you could see that she (laughs) was the one who did the work. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Beat them at their own shit. Yeah. 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 And if you don't feel like it's, 
being fair or equitable and you don't have a manager that will listen to that again that's just creating more of a toxic work environment yeah and again you know you got to decide what kind of employee are you are you like the activist that's gonna be like fighting for what is right which will take a ton of energy and like there's a place for that and you know I sometimes find myself in that position unfortunately um but it takes a ton of energy you might be putting your own job on the line you know if you don't have a very competent HR team that you know and some really strong like company policies in place like that can be a minefield um so you know if that's the kind of person you are like yeah go tear that shit up but 99 percent of the time you're not going to be that person and um and i in that case i would say like like really think again about whether you have to stay there yeah like is it worth it is it worth your sanity is it worth like eight to ten hours of your day like so much of your life like really yeah could you find another way yeah and so there's um patty mccord uh she used to work for netflix and really focused on like building a culture of high performance this was years ago and she wrote a book about it and i can't remember the name of the book right now because i'm going off of memory and my memory is like swiss cheese um but i will (laughs) link it in the show notes but one of the things and one of the concepts she talks about is that the greatest gift that you can give your employees is a great team to work on and she had a high standard of like if they're not a team player then they can't be there and some companies still have this idea of these like toxic geniuses where but they're so smart or they're so this or yeah, they're like the highest places, sales per like they're yeah. the highest performer yeah. so we have to somehow protect them yeah or they're super hot and we like to look at them like whatever it is yeah, get the fuck out yeah and if that's bringing down the rest of the team fuck that it's they're not creating a good team for you you will thrive somewhere where you have leaders who want to make sure that you have a high functioning team yeah the whole is more important than the sum of the parts yeah i think that we've both worked with in situations where we've had you know an underperformer that we're constantly cleaning up after and it's just like ugh, no. no no i don't have time for that shit as a leader as a manager you know in my career I had like over the course of a few years early on started really transitioning my focus to like working with high performers. And if you were a bot and, and aggressively performance manage and, um, and, and by aggressive, I mean, you know, you got to look inwards first. So you got to make sure that you have set them up for success, that you have provided the training. You've, you've laid the foundation with training. You have nurtured with coaching and feedback, and then you have delegated with confidence. And if at that point it's not working, you, there has to be a performance management process in place, but I can't give everyone equal amounts of time and energy and you, I like disproportionately want to give my, my top performers, the people that, um, are there 
reliably and are performing well. Um, and, and bottom performers are just, you got to sink or swim after you've done the work. And after I can confidently say that as a leader, I have served you well and I have set you up for success and it is now up to you whether you sink or swim, but I, I can't give a bottom performer a million hours of my week. I can't. You got to pick that shit up. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, if people are, if there's somebody that is toxic, that is not adding value to the bigger team, um, it's the cliche of you're only as strong as your weakest link, but it's so true. And by keeping people on that create a toxic environment that like chip into your culture that are, you know, entertaining this like kind of behavior it just takes away from the rest of the team and it reflects poorly on you as the leader yeah absolutely so going back to your apple cart (laughs) (laughs) isn't there another saying that like one rotten apple ruins the whole yeah exactly yeah apples to apples comparison I like it. Coming out with the zingers. Awesome. Well, that's all I have this week for toxic coworkers. Yeah. Let's uh, let's not be them. Yeah. Let's let's report them. Yeah. Like let's not accept them. I do not receive you, toxic coworkers. Yeah. No. Get the fuck out of here, and just you know say no, say no to that. No, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, if you are having a hard time reporting it or you're receiving repercussions, remember, there is better out there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's lots of ways that you can just start that process. You don't have to, like, rage quit, but you can start looking at whatever is out there to find something that's going to be better for you in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And if you're... um... In our part of our leaner community, we will go into this a little bit more. So join us there. Um, but in the meantime, be a leaner, not a wiener. <laughs> <laughs>